With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to a Wednesday edition of Let's Ride. I'm Jeff Hartman, your host on this Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning drive podcast talking all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And as always, it is a part of the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com's audio platform. Make sure you check us out wherever you catch your podcast. That could be Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Anchor, you name it, even Pandora. Follow us so that you don't miss a thing. And ladies and gentlemen, I got to be honest. Typically, my Wednesday show is when, and I've said this before, all season, this is when we turn the page. We're not looking back at week, the week that was, we're looking for the week that's coming up. And I already had my game plan down. I knew what I wanted to talk about. I was really excited for this show. And I normally record, I'm going to be totally honest here, totally candid here, folks. I normally record these well ahead of time because what I'm talking about is not going to be It's not going to go stale. It's not going to be bad information talking about the upcoming game and referencing maybe points from the game that was. How can that be bad, right? Well, come to find out, about 9 a.m. on Tuesday, news breaks that a COVID outbreak has happened within the Tennessee Titans locker room. And I'm just hand on face. Oh, my gosh. You've got to be kidding me, right? So I immediately mention uh, or message Brian Anthony even say, look, man, that let's ride a headline that I sent you that I was going to focus on. That's going to have to change. That's going to have to wait. And he's like, oh, man, I just saw the news. And I'm thinking to myself, I, I what are we going to what, what am I going to talk about? So I waited. I was like, I'll talk. Let's wait and see what Mike Tomlin has to say at noon. And then I'll record it in the afternoon and we'll have all the information that we need for me to have a good show. And I think I could still stick with that same topic. Noon comes around, and Mike Tomlin's press conference was pushed back to 6 p.m. Oh, my gosh. Here we go again. you got to be kidding me. Then all of a sudden, okay, so tell the wife, tell the kids, hey, 6 o'clock, Tomlin press conference. Dad's got to cover it. So you got to, we got to get dinner early. Ready? Early. We got to get cleaned up. You got to, got to bear with me here, right? This is not normal on a Tuesday, but it's normal this week. So let's ride. Let's go. Let's ride. Six o'clock rolls around. Well, I should say 6.15 because Mike Tomlin's never prompt and on time. And I'm like, okay, hopefully we're going to get something that even resembles clarity for this upcoming week. Something that we can kind of hang our hat on and say, well, we got this. No. No, if you haven't checked out my Mike Tomlin recap, uh, you can go back and check it out. I, I literally outline everything that's of any importance that was said during the podcast or during the press conference in the podcast. And he basically said that as of right now, the NFL has told the Pittsburgh Steelers, you need to prepare for this game as if it's going off as scheduled. That's it. He was asked multiple questions. Coach, what kind of input did you have 
on the p- possibility of changing the date from a Sunday to a Monday or a Tuesday? His answer, none. They haven't talked to me at all about it. Coach, what, what would be the deadline for you to actually say, you know, we need to know by this date to play? He goes, I can only control what I can control. They told us to prepare as if it's a regular week. We knew coming into this 2020 season that there are things that could be out of our control and that could make things different, could make it unique, could make it crazy. Coach, what are you are you concerned about this upcoming game and the potential of it moving? He's like, look, guys, I told you, we're going to trust the medical staff, we're going to trust the National Football League, and we're doing what we're told, moving on and preparing as if it was a regular weekly game, period. And yet he even was asked a, th- a fourth time the fact that you have one of these situations where they might only practice, they being the Tennessee Titans, they might only have one practice this week. Would, you, would that concern you? If you were just good? He's like, I got enough to concern myself with. I've got Derrick Henry on the other side that we're going to have to stop. So the media was trying. I give him credit because I bashed them for not asking enough good questions. I'm not saying that all those questions were bad, but boy, they kept peppering him. And you got to, you've you watched Mike Tomlin's press conferences enough, enough like I have, which is every single week, at least for the last, I don't know. I've been doing this with behind the steel curtain for, this is my sixth season as the editor. I've been with like seven and a half seasons. So, I mean, my gosh, I've been watching these every single week for that long. You know, when he's going to give up information and when he's not, and he was clearly not because he had no information to give. And it's just one of those situations where I, as a fan, you want to put blame on someone. Let's put it that way. You want to blame someone. You want to say, you know what? You Tennessee Titans, gosh darn it. You guys are, how in the world are you going to mess this up for everyone? There hadn't been an issue with COVID except for one Atlanta Falcons player. And that was literally a blip on the radar. There haven't been any issues with this thing, the entire training camp, the entire season, and you all have to go out and screw it up. That's what you want to do. You want to have that feeling. You want to be angry. You want to have that, just like in baseball, if you paid attention to the very beginning of the season, the Florida Marlins completely abandoned protocol. They've got players that tested positive that said, screw it, we're playing anyways. And I get it. There's a lot of people that think that that's fine. They, they did okay. It's not that it's not going to kill them, blah, blah, blah. I'm not getting into that discussion, that political debate. I'm just saying that the protocols are there for a reason. And if you want to have a season, you got to follow the protocols. And so until the Tennessee Titans pull a Miami Marlins and do something like that, can't be mad at anybody because we know that people can contract this virus and you don't want it to spread and you don't want it to become an actual outbreak. So what do we know right now? We know that the Tennessee Titans had three players, their long snapper, been their long snapper since 2012, a tight end and a defensive lineman. And I believe that the tight end was a practice squad tight end. So that's not really going to hurt them too much, quote unquote, as it pertains to their performance on the field this upcoming week. But a lot of beat writers that cover the Titans have already said when everyone's like, are, they, are we going to find out who the players were? You think it's Tannehill? You think it's Henry? Well, I don't know. But I said I, I, on Twitter, everyone's asking me, Jeff, who, who do you think it is? Well, A, how am I supposed to know? B, we're going to find out because they have to put the players on the COVID list. So those three players went on the COVID uh, reserve list. And they're going to be on that list until they follow the protocols, whether they have symptoms or not. And then they finally test negative X number of times and they're able to report. It's safe to say that if the game is played on Sunday, they will not be playing. 
Look at the protocols. Even if they're asymptomatic, it is almost impossible for them to have a Sunday to Sunday turnaround and be able to play. But there's a lot of beat reporters that have said losing your long snapper in the middle of the season, someone that has been there since 2012, obviously it's their eighth year doing that job. You don't just go and get someone off the street and are able to come in and just get the job done without it, without missing a beat, if you know what I mean. So if you think back to when the Steelers had Greg Warren and he was always there, Greg Warren was just always there, Mr. Reliable. And all of a sudden, well, shoot, Steeler fans know what it's like to miss someone in games. And everyone remembers the Giants game at Heinz Field, Eli Manning, where James Harrison snapped it basically between the uprights for a safety. Uh, and that was a game that Warren got hurt. So you have these situations. And they also said that the defensive front, the Titans have not done well stopping the run. Losing a defensive lineman is not going to help that cause. So that's what we know right now. The other five people were personnel, some coaches. We don't know, again, the extent of this. It goes on. It, it even bleeds over into Minnesota because they played the Vikings in week three. And so the Vikings haven't had any positive tests. Fingers crossed they don't. And that number stays zero throughout the week. That, that's If that's the case, it's the best case scenario is that the Vikings are fine. They have no, there's no spread there. And in other words, it's being stuck. It's staying within the Titans. And then this is where, just so I don't want to get off on this epidemiologist rant and I'm not an epidemiologist or this protocol rant, but just so that everyone's clear, the NFL does daily testing with their players and personnel. So that means that every single day, this is not a Ben Roethlisberger wakes up and he has a fever and he has a stuffy nose and a sore throat and he can't taste his food. And he goes to the, and he goes in and says, Hey doc, I need a test. That's not it. They show up to the facility they have to take the test every single day. And the reason why is so that they can basically nip these things in the bud before they spread. So they even wear these contact tracers. If you actually go back and watch, I believe it's called the standard. It was a training camp video series they did with Steelers.com on their YouTube channel. And you can actually watch the entire protocol. They wear these contact tracers, some wear them in an armband, some put them in a pocket or on their sleeve, and they it tracks where they are, who they're around. Kind of big brother-ish, but I get it. <laughs> I, I get it, ultimately. And so, ba- and so what they're doing is they're basically saying, okay, so let's say Chase Claypool tests positive. Who was he near during the day? They're able to go back and say, okay, he was in the wide receiver room and he sat next to Deontay Johnson. Then he went out of practice and here's who he was around. And they have to focus on those individuals and those individuals that he was around might actually be told, Hey, tomorrow you are going to be at home. Don't come in until we can test you again. I know the Vikings, they had multiple tests today. They were doing drive, like literally drive through testing where they didn't get out of the car. They didn't go into the facility. This is all to prevent this from really spreading, okay, from really spreading. But I do want to also mention, and this is something that a few, very few people said on Twitter, but there were some beat writers, some national reporters that said, look, just because a couple players tested positive does not mean that the entire Titans organization has it. It does not mean that every single player that got tackled or made contact with with the Minnesota Vikings is going to test positive. A virus, just like any virus, the cold, the flu, whatever, doesn't matter. If you, if you have a, a sibling that has a cold, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get a cold. 
yeah, you have a higher chance, but it doesn't mean you're going to get it. It's the same type of thing. And I'm not getting into infection rates. I'm not getting into more talk about that, but it's just blanket statement. So what we know right now, here's what the NFL is probably doing. If they're following their protocol, they're waiting. Every player in the Titans organization was probably tested yesterday. They need to wait and see the results for from yesterday's, which will come on Wednesday. Then on Wednesday, they'll be tested again. And then they're going to continue to be tested, which is not any different. They just can't be in the facility because there's no way they're going to have any risk of further testing. Now, the best case scenario I already said was Minnesota has no cases. It did not spread to the Vikings. That would be best case. Best case with the Titans is that it's those eight people, those five personnel and those three players, they have it and that's it. No one else contracted it. That is the best case. Worse, and, and if, if that, if, let me say that if that is the best case scenario, and if that does come to fruition, I believe the game will be played on Sunday. It'll be played at one o'clock. And yes, the Titans might have one game, one, one day to practice. Their Saturday might not be a walkthrough. It might be more like a real practice. And that might be the only day that they have to physically practice. It, it, it's tough, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? This isn't Major League Baseball where you have games all over the place, you can just say, well, we'll just make that Tuesday game a doubleheader on Wednesday or Thursday. You can't do that. And moving a game from Sunday to Monday while it's happened before with things like natural disasters, a hurricane might bump a game up or back. It's it, This is not like that. I mean, the, the, with the TV deals and all that stuff, there are so many layers to this. It's not as clear cut as, oh, well, we'll just move the Steelers by to this and this by to that, and we'll move this game to there. Yeah, on paper, that's fine. On paper, that's, oh, we'll just do, 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 do. But there's so many different layers to this. So the best case scenario for the Pittsburgh Steelers is that the Tennessee Titans don't have anyone else test positive. Those three players are going to be out for the week. The coaches are told to stay home, and the schedule continues. And they continue to test, and they continue to monitor, and they do all those things until everyone's kind of back to where they were before this all happened. But I, I know that there's been some grumblings about, oh boy, the the Steelers and they get so lucky. Hey, hey, Roger Goodell sent an email out to all team executives saying we have to remain diligent. We have to remain diligent. So maybe those three players were not as diligent, or maybe the people that were around those three players were not as diligent. I don't know, and I don't care how it happened, but it's not anything the Steelers should apologize for. The Steelers have done their job, and until all of a sudden some of their players go out and they get tested and they test positive and then the Steelers are dealing with these issues I, I I don't think they should apologize for anything not at all because you know what the Steelers that they're doing their job and I forget who said it it was an NFL player it wasn't a member of the Steelers they said the team that is the most disciplined might be the team that wins the Super Bowl and Mike Tomlin said in his press conference on Tuesday we knew that there were the good these things could happen and crazy things could be a part of this 2020 season this is one of them and it's the first one, and it just happens to be a part of with the, the Pittsburgh Steelers and their upcoming opponent. But I'll tell you what, if this game is played, it will be played, but if this game even is played on Sunday, the Steelers have a huge opportunity in front of them. I mean, a huge opportunity. We're going to talk about that right after this break. Stick around. <laughs> Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, Jeff Hartman here, your host here on Let's Ride this Wednesday morning podcast. But I tell you what, it's it's a weird and wacky season. 2020 is a weird year. Holy cow, 2020, my goodness. When does it turn to 2021 again? <laughs> I know there's a lot of people that have just been like wringing their head, just like, oh my gosh. Nonetheless, like I said, right before we went to our break, this game will happen at some point. If I'm going to put a prediction down, I think it happens this Sunday. But even if it's changed, this game will be played at some point. And I do think it'll be played sometime in the coming days, meaning if they do move it, I think they might bump it to Monday or Tuesday. I don't see them trying to shuffle all these schedules around. I don't see them inconveniencing other teams like the Baltimore Ravens. Um, or I can't remember the team that the Titans were supposed to play that they could swap games or whatever. I see that being a last-ditch scenario. And so in that regard, I think this game's going to be played, and boy, is the Steelers have a huge opportunity ahead of them. An opportunity to prove themselves. Because you know what the narrative has been around the Steelers? Well, if you pay attention, you know. Oh, well, you know, they're 3-0. and That's great. And this is not necessarily from Steelers fans, by the way. Oh, they're 3-0. and That's awesome. But who have they played? I, I hate it when fans say that. And you know what Steeler fans say it about other teams, so I don't want to hear about that. You know, oh, but, but who have they played? Oh, they beat the Giants. How many wins do they have? None. Oh, they beat the Broncos. How many uh, wins do they have? None. Oh, they beat the Texans. How many wins do they have? You get the you get the gist of it. That's what people are saying. Yeah, the Steelers are three and zero, but yeah, but it's like I said on Monday about James Conner being the ultimate butt player, and I'm not talking about his posterior. James Conner is great, but he was always hurt. Yeah, James Conner went for 100 yards, but it was all on one run, one yard. Right now, the Steelers are the ultimate butt team. Oh my gosh, the Steelers are 3-0, and but they haven't played anybody. But they played Daniel Jones, Jeff Driscoll, and, well, they, play, they beat Deshaun Watson. He's pretty good. But still, you get what I'm saying. Now, they're playing a team that's 3-0. and 3-0. Uh, and by the way, a team that just barely beat an 0-2, now 0-3 Vikings team. In week three, don't want to hear about that. But still, you go down to Nashville, tough place to play. You go down to Nashville, and you beat the three and O Titans in their home field. I don't care if they had one practice. That says something. Of course, you're going to hear the haters continue to talk. Well, yeah, they beat the Titans, but the Titans couldn't practice. Well, the Titans, you know, with the COVID stuff, they weren't able to do this or that. That's nonsense. And you know what? That's out of the Steelers' control. I said it Monday. I've said it in past weeks. The Steelers cannot apologize about their schedule. This isn't high school football where you get X number of games and you can schedule games on your own. They're given the schedule by the NFL, and then they play their schedule. And right now, they've played three games, and they've won them all. I'm not, hey, 
Don't apologize about a thing. On top of this, it's the same MO. The Steelers are going to be told whether they're going to play this Sunday or not. The NFL, their infectious disease experts, their personnel are going to make the call on this game on Sunday. Maybe it gets moved to Monday. Maybe it gets moved to Tuesday, or maybe it stays at 1 o'clock Eastern time on Sunday. I don't know. But that's not going to be a decision the Steelers make. It's not like Mike Vrabel and Mike Tomlin are going to get in on a Zoom call and they're like, okay, coaches, what do you all think? You guys going to play this week? No, they're going to make the decision for them. And so if the Steelers play a Titans team that has only practiced one day, they're not going to apologize. But you know what? They have a huge opportunity here. Even when you think about the actual game itself, a huge opportunity. Derrick Henry. When people think of power running, they think of Derrick Henry. And Mike Tomlin was asked in his press conference on Tuesday, what's the difference between a guy like Saquon Barkley, Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, three running backs that are very, I mean, they're household names. They've shut them all down. What's the difference? He said, well, size, speed, athleticism. He said, this is a huge man. And he and he runs because his tape is obviously clear. Like you don't need to go out and search hard for Derrick Henry highlight reel runs. He's capable of breaking long runs. He's big enough to be the power back. He even goes over the top on goal line situations and makes it look like it's pretty easy. He's a tough guy to bring down. And then on top of that, you look at if they have success running the ball, how that sets up play action pass and Ryan Tannehill who everyone kind of left for dead when he was with Miami, put him with Tennessee, give him a good running game, give him some weapons on the outside. And all of a sudden, you know, you're looking at some wide receivers that Tomlin mentioned Humphreys Davis, that play action pass can be absolutely lethal. So you're going to sell out to stop Derrick Henry. Well, get her better. Be ready. The secondary better be ready. That's all I'm saying. But again, what an opportunity for the, the Steelers defense, the number one rush defense in the league, to go in to Tennessee on the road and shut down Derrick Henry. Can they do it? Can anyone do it? I would say that if anyone can do it, it's the Steelers. You just look at their front. This is a game where Vince Williams is going to be busy. He's going to be busy, and he's going to be living in the backfield, or he better be living in the backfield. Or else, if Derrick Henry gets going... I just talked about how everything kind of flows off of that. Everything that the Titans want to do somehow derives from Derrick Henry getting going. If they, if they don't run the ball, Tannehill's good enough to win him a game, but that's not how they want to win the game. They want to win by grinding out the clock. They want to control the line of scrimmage. They want to just grind, grind, and grind. They're an old-school team. Mike Vrabel, even though he's younger than most coaches, is an old-school coach. Three yards and a cloud of dust is just fine with Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans. And it's not fun to watch compared to other NFL, the way the NFL is now in terms of it's a high-flying passing league, drive the ball down the field, tempo offense, up, you know, all the stuff that happened, like when Peyton Manning and Tom Brady started to really transform the way the game is played today. It's not the Titans. Not the Titans at all. And so the Pittsburgh Steelers have an opportunity on defense to set a, a clear-cut example of how elite they really are. You shut down Derrick Henry, 
you shut down that offense, and suddenly no one's saying, yeah, well, who they played. Or, boy, Deshaun Watson had their way with them in the first half. They're ignoring the second half where they gave up zero points. But all of a sudden, now you look at the Steelers' defense in a little different light. And even the Steelers' offense. Yeah, I talked last week. That's kind of right. I said, man, the Steelers' offense might need to carry the team this week. And they kind of did. You think about that first half defensively. If the offense hadn't been keeping pace, now I know they went into halftime trailing 21 to 17, but holy cow, if the offense was asleep to start that game, could you imagine how bad it would have been? You're talking 28 to 21 to 3, 21 to 10, maybe. It would have been a different ball game. The offense stepped up, and the offense is going to have to step up again on the road. And they might have to do it without some offensive weapons. Deontay Johnson is in the concussion protocol. Is he going to be able to play? I don't know. If he doesn't play, will it mean more Chase Claypool? That might be a good thing. James Washington has looked really strong in his limited snaps. Is Ray Ray McLeod ready to actually be a slot wide receiver? Juju Smith-Schuster ready to take his game to the next level? Derek Watts basically already been ruled out as the fullback. So if they want to run a fullback, who are they going to use? They played Vance McDonald in that role a little bit in week three after Watt left the game. Now, thankfully, David DeCastro had no setbacks from his injury, his knee injury that kept him out week one and two. So he should be back. So in terms of the running game getting going, I don't think it was any coincidence that when David DeCastro came back, the Steelers started to run the ball better. And so when you think about this game, and we're going to break this down, well, I hope we break it down on Friday. I really do. I hope that this game is played on schedule. It goes off on Sunday. I really, fingers crossed, hope that that happens. But if they do, the Steelers' ability to run the ball is going to be a huge talking point in this football game. Huge talking point. And DeCastro being back, DeCastro not having any setbacks, is going to be a very, very important part of this outcome. Will Roethlisberger be able to continue his good play? Will he be able to continue to take a step forward? When I say a step forward, I'm talking about connecting on some of those deep passes, not throwing the ball behind the receiver necessarily when they're doing those crossing routes. He has gotten better. I would even say exponentially better every single week this season. But I'll tell you what, it's that little change. I mean, he's a little bit off. And I gave Brian Davis a heck of a time in our postgame show when he was saying that what he wanted to see change was he needed to see a better Ben. And I went, come on, man. What does this guy have to do? He's won three games, only thrown one pick. He's thrown for, I think, seven touchdowns. I'll take that ratio. I will take that ratio. He goes, well, you know, he's he's got to do this. He's got he's thrown a little bit behind him. He needs to get on. I Okay, I get it. I understand what he was saying. Didn't like how he said it, but I understand and I like what he said. I didn't like how he said it. He was a little condescending. I'm a big Ben, I'm a big ben fan. Okay, yeah, his accuracy needs to improve. And Roethlisberger, who will speak to the media on Wednesday, will tell you that is what he needs to improve on. But man, man alive, this team has a tremendous opportunity ahead of them. A tremendous opportunity ahead of them. And and they know it. They know it. Because all these people that you hear them saying, yeah, but, yeah, but, the Steelers are 3-0, but, you know, you hear Ravens fans chirping already. Oh, well, yeah, this, the Ravens, but they, the Ravens lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. So, blah, 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 whatever. Okay. You know, suddenly the Steelers and their fan base are supposed to say, well, yeah, I'm sorry about that. The Steelers haven't played a good, a good schedule. No, they're playing their schedule. They're playing their schedule. 
And the hope is, fingers crossed, that this game coming up in week four will be played on schedule. I don't want to go too much into that game. And it's tough because you're used to, uh, this is 2020 and I get this is what it's going to be. But you get so much into it and you're thinking, oh man, now we don't know if they're going to play. So I don't want to get too much into the game coming up because if they move it to Monday, it's going to completely change the way that I have my podcast on Friday and it's going to change how we handle Monday and all that stuff. So with that said, I'm going to end the show here. I can't stress enough that behind the steel curtain.com, if you're someone that follows the team closely and you're wanting to know like, okay, what's going to happen here? We are going to have every breaking news story that you can have is pretty darn quick. Like we were right on top of the news today. News broke. I think it was Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network broke the news on Twitter. We had an article up within 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden, Dave Schofield put out an article of, hey, here are some potential scenarios of how if they want to shuffle the schedules, here's what they could do. Boom. It was like within the first 30 minutes of the news breaking. I can't tell you that when we say, and when I say on this show, that BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is your one-stop shop for Steelers news, it really should be. And I was talking with Jeffrey Benedict. You should listen to Jeffrey on Wednesdays. He's our Know Your Enemy podcast guy. That that actually runs on Thursdays on the audio platform, but it's live on YouTube on Wednesday night. And he does great film room, film room stuff. And I was talking to him and I was like, man, behind the steel curtain, like I, it's just such a great site. I said, I don't understand why you know some people don't check it. He goes, look, this is for diehard fans. BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is for diehard fans. He said casual fans, they're just going to check ESPN. They might have the Bleacher Report app. They might go to CBS Sports. He said BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is where you go if you are a diehard fan. And I could not agree more with him. If you love and bleed black and gold, Pittsburgh Steelers black and gold, we have everything that you want there. Film room, commentary, breaking news, features, you name it scouting reports during the season, breakdowns. And if you can seriously look at that website and say, it's great, but this site does this better, or you all could do this better, send me an email, bngblitz at gmail.com. Again, that's bngblitz at gmail.com. Send me an email and I will work my tail off to make sure that it's better than anything else out there. So I can't tell you enough. With this crazy week four coming up, we don't know what's going to happen. We will have it covered for you. We will have it covered for you. And the reason why I always say this stuff is I realize that people that listen to our podcast, there's a lot of people that just listen to the podcast. They might have stumbled on the podcast that don't know that we even have a website. Behind the Steel Curtain's audio platform is a part of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is a part of SB Nation, which is a part of Vox Media. So make sure you check out the network. It's really, really worth it. I hope that you enjoy the coverage. I know you enjoy the audio side because that platform is exploding. Check out my Mike Tomlin press conference recap podcast that went yesterday and make sure you check out my injury report podcast that start on Wednesday afternoon and we'll go through Friday unless they change the date of the game. If I had to guess, we're going to hear something definitive sooner rather than later. Maybe when you listen to this podcast, if you catch it out in the later in the day or on Thursday, we might already know. But as of this being recorded, We'll see. As of right now, still going off Sunday, 1 o'clock. Fingers crossed. It stays that way. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the show. I enjoyed doing it. Went off on a couple tangents. I apologize about that. In the meantime, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com 
and follow us wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora, you name it, so that you don't miss a thing. And as always, be kind, be safe, and God bless. Here we go, Steelers. Take it easy, everyone. We'll see you on Friday.